0: Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. The 805 Conversations podcast is produced every other week. Please subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. And thanks to my podcasting partner and co-host Patrick from Pull String Press for this great studio. Hey, Patrick. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Patrick, we've got a guest from Down Under with us today, but he's in the studio. Do they still call that? Is that still? I do. Well, Jeremy, (laughs) do they call
1: Australia Down Under? Not there. Not there. It's still a thing. Yeah. Still Down
0: Under. Yeah. Yeah. My first time to Australia, uh, this was back in the day, and I said to my host, I said, why is everybody so damn nice? And he said, do you know how hard it is to get you guys here? <laughs> it's not <laughs> and, easy. And once we get you, we want you to have the best time ever. So you tell everybody. So your friends will come down. And, and I was, it was in Sydney. And I said, this place is amazing. They go, yeah, it's like Seattle without the rain. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's it. So welcome to the show, Jeremy. Thank you. It's good to be here. So um, you came on our radar from another guest, Traver Bohm, who is a dear, dear friend of ours. Tell
1: me how you know Traver. Uh, Traver and I were put in touch by a mutual friend in uh, Arizona, and she said, I really just think you need to meet this dude. He's a badass, and you guys should connect, and so I just sent him an email, and the and then we just started talking. We Skyped. I watched his TED Talk and was completely blown away. Right, right. Um, and, yeah, now he's just kind of in my, my tribe. Nice. He's just, he's just a dude. He nice. really is. Has yeah. some stories to tell. Really yeah, insightful. Yeah. Well, he did the same thing. So he said, hey, you got
0: to meet my buddy, Jeremy. Ah. So see how that works. Okay. That's so i got to ex- live up to that. <laughs> that. That's exactly how that works. Now, so, um, ladies and gentlemen, and who am I going to pick on today? Um, I think Susan. I want to pick on Susan. Susan, how are you today? Um, I want to um, I want to dig into a lot of things you do, but d- you can go Google this long distance love bombs. Uh, I watched you also have a TED talk, uh, which was down in, in New Zealand in 2015. It was in Australia, uh, Australia. Tw- Australia in 2015. Yeah. And uh, I watched that. That was great, and I was taken by your writing. And I would like to know, because I'm a writer, but I'm nowhere near as good as either you or Patrick. Patrick is a, a brilliant writer.
2: That's, I didn't need that, but thank you. I <laughs> appreciate that tonight. No,
0: you are. I, I, a little I, gift. I love reading good writing. And how long have you been a writer? That
1: is a very tricky question. I, I believe that... Um, I think we're all creative. I think we're all artists. I think uh, creativity is taught out of us in a lot of ways. I think we unlearn how to express ourselves through a variety of um, societal and cultural pressures. But I've been writing um, since since I can remember. You know, fourth grade, I vividly remember keeping a journal, doing creative writing exercises with our teacher. Um, and then I sort of stopped doing that, you know. In school, I stopped it. And then um, I started traveling and I started a blog and I started At what age? Oh, that would have been like 24, maybe. Got it. Yeah, and I started really enjoying that. And it was just a way for me um, to have an efficient means of letting my mom know I haven't died in Cambodia. (laughs) you know, Or like (laughs) letting my family know I'm okay because I don't want to send 30 separate emails and have 20 separate phone calls. I'm just going to do, you know, every two days I'll write a little post.
0: Now, are you born in Australia?
1: No, I was born in Los Angeles.
0: You're born in LA. Mm. And what got you to Australia?
1: A girl. Oh, um, no. The uh, first time, the first time was not a girl. The second time was a girl. The first time, um, I was studying at Santa Barbara, UCSB. And I got this thing in the mail and said, hey, there's study abroad things. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And one of them was uh, for Brisbane, Australia. Right. And uh, I went to the little introductory meeting and then booked a flight and I went and lived in Australia for four months. And now, if I'm not mistaken, you got a doctorate. Very, very nearly, yeah. So you're ready to, (laughs) so you still have to defend your dissertation? No, so in Australia, the oral defense is optional. Uh, But I've written a thesis, it's been reviewed by anonymous experts, I've changed what they said I should change, and I'm waiting for the final tick.
0: And what will you be a doctorate in?
1: Uh, So my doctorate will be in um, social science, I guess. So I did a thesis looking at people of the Great Barrier Reef and specifically I was looking at how our brains work and how we can change people's attitudes and beliefs about the reef um, to promote sustainability and conservation.
0: And so I I love this idea of how, how do we change people's belief? Because you, you're described as a compassionate scientist. So this, I I love the idea of thinking about the brain and and psychology and and how we get our messages across. Part of the show is around business communications, entrepreneurs, startups, but it's, and there's a bit of TED sprinkled in because I can't help but do that. Fair enough. Um, That we are constantly trying to influence um, others with our ideas and our beliefs. So what, so where's the, is there some science there that would help us?
1: Some science about influencing people? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the stuff that I looked at was more about behaviors, so specific behaviors. So for example, if you want to start going to the gym every day, right? So that's a specific behavior. You want to go to the gym more. Um, so I use this theory called the theory of planned behavior, which which states that. Is this your own theory? No, no, no. This has been around for decades. It's been used in countless fields. Okay. It's like super effective. So I, if I Google it, I can make a, a show
0: note about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Theory of planned behavior. Yes. Okay.
1: So, so that was the theory that was like the foundation of my thesis and my research. Okay. And basically this theory says that uh, for a specific behavior, um, the intention to do that behavior is the first driver. So you've got to want to go to the gym. Like, you have to intend. So you have to have intention. You have to have intention. Cool. Right? From stepping back from that intention, there's three things that affect. So there's attitudes. There's social norms. So what other people think and our perception of those thoughts. Okay. uh, And then control. What does that mean? So control means do I have the knowledge, the skills, the abilities to actually do that thing? Okay. Is there a gym nearby? Is there a gym nearby? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Can I get to the gym? Can I afford the gym fees? Whatever. Um, So the... The attitude like, is like, is it a good thing if I go to the gym? Will I feel better? Will I feel happier? Is it pain right. in the ass? Do I not want to do that? Right. And then social norms are things like, what would my wife think about me going to the gym? Mm. And do I care what my wife thinks about going to the gym? You know, mm. the important people around us. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so if I, I have the intention, that's the first yeah. thing. And then what's next?
1: Well, then, so then what it becomes is what I did was, and what the research suggests is you sort of compare different groups of people. And if we compare people that go to the gym versus the people that don't go to the gym, for example, we might find that for certain people, it's one aspect of those three things. So some people might just not be able to afford to go to the gym. Okay. Right? And so in that case, we need to get those people some money, something by membership. For other people, it might be that, you know, they just don't see the benefit of going to the gym. They think it's sort of a, a pain in the butt or that they won't see results. And so for those people, we can design messages, if you own a gym, that say, you know, this is friendly, it's fun, it's exciting, right? And you change their attitude if that's what's preventing that behavior, right? So for what I did from a conservation perspective was trying to figure out about the Great Barrier Reef, you know, very specific behaviors related to climate change. Um, So like buying solar panels or recycling, things like that, and trying to figure out between these two groups of people, like what's stopping that group and what's enabling that other group. And then comparing them, and hopefully then proposing solutions via marketing or messaging that, like, um, that influence them and change those beliefs. So, it's a bit it, complicated.
0: You know, no, I, <laughs> I, I,
1: getting people
0: to do stuff is very complicated, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in that. I mean, for, to, if we go back to TED, it's mm-hmm. I, I have this idea. I have this envisioned reality mm-hmm. that it, were this idea to take root and, and behavior changed as a result of it, the world would be a better place. I believe that. So now I'm mm. going to step under the red circle. I'm going to promote, I'm going to get my idea out there. And then I, I want this envisioned new reality to happen. Okay. Yeah. Same if I'm a brand yeah. and I have this thing to sell and your world would be better if you have this thing, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So now how do I convince yeah. you of that right. or uh, all, all of the things you have to do? So, I mean, I think that that um, uh, mastering influence, which is what it is, mm. is something as,
1: uh, as leaders we all have to be good at. Would I you agree? F- completely agree. And, and how you define that influence, I think, is what gets a lot of people hung up. So influence could be just getting your voice out there in the clearest way possible so that people understand what you're saying. Influence yes. also might be marketing cigarettes, right? Because that's a form of influence. You're trying to change people's behaviors. And I think every day we influence ourselves by the things we tell ourselves. Right. When we look in the mirror right. when we're trying to do things. But we also, every conversation is some form of influence. Right. right. No, exactly. I'm trying to make you laugh. I'm trying to make you think. I'm trying to share my heart with you, yeah. et cetera. So I think there's great, there's great value in trying to understand our brain and how it works. And why it works that way, and then also how we can change it. How long have you spent studying this? My PhD has been about like four years in the making, maybe five by now. Um, and yeah.
0: T- tell me what it because I I I didn't go to higher education. Um, <laughs>
2: sorry, I always, I always forget that. In yeah. <laughs> my head, I that's not that's you should never tell people that because then by the time you're, you're you know at, at your vaunted age at forty five, I think that people. Uh, <laughs> People just assume you did, so you can just let it,
1: let Let the assumption go. I would yeah, believe you if you said you're a professor of, of radio or yeah, podcasting. There you go, sure, there yeah. you go. Yeah.
0: professor of podcasting. I, what I'm curious about is, wh- tell me what it was like when you said, I want to spend the next four years studying to get these three initials behind my name hmm. and
1: all the gravitas that that will bring with it. What, what was that conversation like? The first few conversations with myself were like, this is exciting and new and fun and fascinating and I'm going to learn so much and I'm working with these badass people and I get to go back to Australia and wow, fantastic. A new new and exciting adventure. Okay. And then the the sort of the last couple months were like, why the fuck (laughs) did you decide to do (laughs) this thing? This is (laughs) so hard and so long and so challenging. But then you and step back—an
2: an ambiguous s- outcome that does not right. necessarily <laughs> translate into a specific. <laughs>
1: right, and it's like you could take those three letters at the end of my name and just you know whatever with them. Um, but control that's alt the, delete. Yeah, control alt delete. <laughs> um, but that's the that's the thing. Like I, th- I believe anything great, you know, you've got to work for, and um, and, it, and I learned so much about myself through the whole process. You know, multiple years of dedication and discipline and time management project management it's such a writing as well what was the biggest surprise about doing a phd yeah was just how hard it was i like i knew it would be hard and i have lots of friends that have gone through the process but it's kind of like until you do it i don't think you really understand actually how much is involved.
2: Do you think that there's a confusion out there or maybe just a a misnomer that that a lot in education, especially like a PhD program, is like, oh, well, you just check check off all the boxes, right? Like you just, there's just, there's a bunch of steps and these are, like people I think very often think higher education is in fact just a ladder and you're just moving up rungs and you're just Mm. like, oh, well, that just, you have seven rungs to climb. So just figure out how to get up those seven rungs. And it's like, no, it's, you have to build out. Nobody said to you, this is your thesis, go study this. No. You had to you had to investigate your own drive and your own. It's, you had right. to figure out: Do you want to go to a gym? Is yeah. there a gym nearby? Yeah, yeah and, and actually, like, I don't like that gym. I'm going to build my own gym. Yeah, and like, yeah. and I don't know shit about gyms. No, I've never, right. I've right. never right. been to a gym. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what's the gym? Yeah. So,
1: like, the, exactly right. So that first part of the of the thesis is like, you literally just go and read for like three or six months, and you just really re- you just like go and read everything that's out there that you think you're interested in. Are you,
2: are, were you daunted at all by the, by the, the, the perils of saying, okay, I'm going to pick a direction and then I'm going to be with that direction for four, four plus years. Yeah. What if I, pick <laughs> the, what if I pick this shittiest gym? Yeah. Ever? Well, yeah <laughs> and then exactly I'm tied that. to it just but, doing squats. That's all they have. One squat <laughs> machine. That's all I'm going to do.
1: Yeah. So what happens is, so like six months in or a year for some people, a year and a half, whatever you have to give a seminar, called a confirmation seminar, where you basically say, this is what I've learned. This is exactly what I'm going to do for the next four years, three years. Um, this is how I'm going to do it. And this is why I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to find. And bang, like, please just give me the tick so I can start doing my research. Right. And this, oh, that's the first, get. that was the first like major hoop to jump through Got once it. you start. And then uh, this guy said, you know, he took me aside. He said, you know, you're not going to do any of this anyway. So just, do the presentation, get it done because it's going to change, right? And it, and Whoa, I, it's going to change? Your and target Ooh. is going to move. And the the, oh no! The, the, the target's always moving. And so at the time I was like, oh cool, you know that's very relaxing. But what I should have thought was, wait, the target's going to move, yeah. Like and it did, and you yeah. just you know you try stuff and it fails. You you read a new paper and you're like, oh somebody actually just did that. That or, was
2: like a huge gift. Yeah, I was going to say that's the best part of the of that that could be your entire dissertation right there. <laughs> right. Like, right? Like like that that experience of being a young person and trying to figure out which one of these mountains do I want to climb. Yeah. And then somebody's saying like, it does, no, the mountains does, does, are moving. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. You're gonna you're gonna realize once you get up there that that's yeah. not a mountain.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> so for example, for me, I got really drawn into the literature, the sci- uh, scientific research about happiness. Mm-hmm. I just thought happiness was really cool. I wanted to see if like happier people protected the planet more. I thought this was mm-hmm. a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I read a bunch of papers. I was fascinated. Do they? I don't know. I didn't study oh, that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But that's <laughs> oh, one that example. That mountain right? moved. I <laughs> was like, oh, I'm not going to use any of this stuff that I just read. Mm-hmm. And You uh, are, though, right? I but mean, I, I like that information. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just perpetually changing. So, I don't know. I've, I've given that advice to many students as well. Like, don't stress too much because it's going to change. And, like, and that's, that's okay.
2: We argue this for young people too. Like when you say to like, I mean, think about being your eighteen year old self. We've talked about this before right. on the show. Being the eighteen, like, would you no. trust many eighteen year olds to pick a profession for a forty year old? Yeah, and I like, said
1: the other day at eighteen, <sighs> I wouldn't trust right? myself to drive. I'm like, wow, I was driving at sixty. Yeah, yes. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Like,
0: what <laughs> sixteen is only six years older than my ten-year-old grandson, yeah. and there's no way, right? Right.
2: Well, that's I was I saw you know, and I think Facebook's doing a really strange job of this, of putting up these photos of you from oh. like ten years ago, right? right. And I'm looking at it, I'm like wearing the same clothes, and I'm just <laughs> like I'm like, and that's and then all of a sudden you hear all these echoes from the old guys that you knew when you were a kid who are just like how these six, yeah. I've I've got socks that are older than you, kid, and you're yeah. like thinking that like like oh my god totally. that that kid who just cut me off in traffic. Right. Is, right. is younger than this sweater. This sweater was built right. before he was. Good times.
0: <laughs> through, through this this journey, um, mm. I've got to, I've got to figure you've got to pay for these things. So how, how did you figure out a a business model that, where you could you know do the amount of work necessary to, you know, be a student and live the student life. Yeah. But also support yourself and be a world traveler. I have
2: my fingers crossed for game show winner. Yeah. Oh. Winner with that oh of, yeah. Like as you said, I that, won I'm Jeopardy. Like, Jeopardy. Yeah. Jeopardy. yeah Jeopardy. I, I went to Jeopardy too. Yeah. to so Jeopardy. So Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Teen, teen Jeopardy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. like, so it's it's less glamorous than you'd think. So the first year, like I bartended okay. on the weekends. Sure. This is the first year in in the Australia degree program. Yeah. So yeah. So this is Tom Cruise model. This is right. Tom Cruise. Yeah. 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 And basically begged the head of the school that I was in to waive. The first year of tuition. That's actually a hugely,
2: that's a hugely valuable thing he just said out loud there.
1: Yeah. Ask. Ask, yeah.
2: Really? When I was in admissions at the, at the art college, it was, it was amazing what you could get waived if you just asked. Mm. But you, we can't, people in the administration can't initiate that without a
1: request. That's right. You can't, prom- they don't talk about this. No. They don't say like, hey, you know, you could get a free year of, of call of PhD, uh, if you ask and you write a good letter and, and these are the steps you could take. Really? They, but they, they do. And it was no, brilliant.
2: Yeah, there's no there's no room for promotion of that in higher education. Cuz uh, everybody
1: would ask. Because everybody would <laughs> ask.
2: And and also just because it's it just there's a lot of times where it didn't occur to the people that you're talking to that they have the power or ability to reach out to a donor or something like that. So I mean, this That's is right. this is maybe larger than our entire like 805 conversation is ask. It costs you wow. nothing to ask uh, to say, are there any opportunities to have this waived? Are there any opportunities to find alternative streams of funding for this? Are there, you know, may, possibly you could put me in touch with somebody who might actually know the answer to this question. Ask.
1: Like, and I think aside from Ph.D. life, like that's one of the biggest takeaway lessons in my whole life It's just like if you ask – And they say, no, you're literally in the exact same fucking (laughs) position (laughs) as you are, whether that's like not having sex with that pretty girl at the bar or like not getting a tuition fee waiver from university or like, so I'm going to Vancouver in like two weeks to speak at this event. And basically a year ago, I I messaged the guy on Facebook and I said, I love that event that you just did. I know you probably get this request a lot, but I want to speak at it. Um, I think I'll be good. I'm going to bleed out my eyeballs to make sure that I give a good talk for your event and he's like well you know we don't get many requests like that so yeah you're in and it's like you, you just never know until you until you ask
0: so just ask just ask also, is, that, is that our t-shirt for the just show just ask Patrick yeah. well
2: yeah possibly the, the the part of it that I think I'm most attracted to is this idea of like you've got their attention like you like step yeah. one get them to pause and look at you step two begin your ask mm-hmm. and then the moment that you have your ask imp- I mean that's the thing is like like what you said is like we don't get many you know requests like that and it's like the fact that they paid that much attention to the request itself meant that they were opened mm-hmm, to, to mm-hmm, potentially solving mm-hmm. this, this thing you wanted yeah. and that's the part where you're like that's, that's uh, you're in the exact same position except for the fact that you just got their attention right? you know so what I mean like you are further ahead even if they say no Correct. You, you, and you learn something. Attention.
1: If they say no, you learn something. It's like, why do they say no? But mm-hmm. then I think the a really important part is how they say no? ha- how they say no. Yes, but also how did you ask? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people today are just like. I want to be famous. I want a record deal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to oh. I, I write a book. Like, oh. publish my book, you know? And <laughs> oh. it's like, uh, there's a subtlety to that. Did you know? you st- and whole books have been written about asking, right?
2: Have you seen that research that, that over 50% of, of, of high school students after a certain year, like 2000, it was like, 07 is when it really began, when the Kardashians got on TV. But essentially, the question was, what do you want to be when you grow up, high school students? Or what do you want to be after you graduate? Oh, God. And over 50% of the answers were famous. Yeah. And they would say, for what? What do you mean, for what? Like yeah. there was no like there was no for what no I just want to get famous
1: I've had that with people asking me about Instagram followings and Facebook yeah. followings How do you get things like you follow? oh God I want I want a lot of followers on Instagram how'd you do that and I said I'm like well like why do you want Instagram followers yeah, for right. Like, right What right. does right. that give right. right. you right. Right. What are you gonna do with those Yeah you know yeah. and then you see their face just like oh um b- because famous right Because famous <laughs> Yeah because famous <laughs> Because famous, yeah. because famous. Yeah. Right Because
2: famous Right yes. yeah. That's we're leave that's out the verb right Because famous right? Yeah. I, you know, we, we've had this conversation a lot about the, um, I have a friend who's got, I don't know, hundred thousand, you know, however many, like name a big number in your head that you think is a lot of followers on Instagram. And her biggest problem is, is that she can't see any of the comments from her friends because there's just, there's just a clutter of, of garbage. Of people who are essentially just, you know, commenting to, you know, this is the standard social media problem. But it's like, so you get those, you know, you get your large number of followers because famous. And all of a sudden you realize you've lost any ability to function with this with this tool. Mm -hmm. It goes away because famous. Right.
1: No,
0: exactly. Uh, This idea of asking, I want to bring it back to business for a second, because when I talk to people, I find that I mean, I've got a client who hired me specifically because she didn't know how to ask for the business. Mm. She said, Mark, I need you to help me ask for the business. It's like, w- w- how hard is that? You just say, could I have the business? <laughs> but it's, but to your point, it's how you ask hmm. is, is that's, therein lies the secret. I'm gonna give everybody the secret right now. It's really easy <laughs> because everybody's really afraid of this because they, they've got some, uh, a misnomer about what it's like to ask. It's okay to make money, everybody. Oh. Like, that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that without it, we can't, you know, we can't pay our rent. We can't do all the things that we want to do, right? So you have to ask someone for the money. And what I found works, and I learned this just just in the last couple of years. I'm, I'm a good closer, but I found that there's a transitional phase phrase when you're going from, okay, we've set our context. Mm. I understand the attitude, the social norms, the content, the knowledge, the skills, all that.
1: Mm.
0: Would would it be okay if I told you what it's like to work with me? And then you shut up. (laughs) Okay. Try that. Every person, Susan, you're listening, (laughs) try that. Would it be okay if I told you what it's like to work with me? And 99
2: times out of 100, they're like, yeah, I, yeah. I'd like to know that. Because again, you have their attention. Exactly. And, then, and once you realize you have their attention, like you're in the sweet spot. Exactly.
0: And don't be afraid to ask. So let's let's transition but over can I, to. Can I add to that real quick? Oh, please. So of I, course.
1: I, I of thought course. of Yelp when you said that. Like, oh. Yelp is basically a crowdsourced version of. Can I tell you? Can I tell you what it's like to eat pizza here? Right. Or, right. And this is also why testimonials on websites are so powerful. Totally. Where it's like, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Right. This changed my life. This is it. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: It's it, yeah, <laughs> I was just, I, I was thinking like testimonials don't affect me. And then I was thinking about it. It was like, yeah, they do, They totally.
1: Celebrity do. endorsements on commercials. So what's
0: interesting shit. is what you call testimonials. 99 mm. out of a hundred websites say testimonials. Mm. My wife's says applause. Yeah. Cause she's a, a speaker coach. So that works. Yours says kind words. Yeah. So if you mm. go to your website and click "Kind Words," there's just pages of kind words.
2: What's the website?
0: Uh, yeah. What is the website, sir?
1: It's a dot com. We'll get. We're gonna get to Check that. Check the show notes for it. Yeah. yeah. Can um, I? Can I add something to that? Please. So I I made that page as a sort of like a treasure chest for me when I'm feeling terrible or uninspired. You or, feel terrible, in that? sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Felt pretty terrible, you know. Yeah, anyway, so, so yeah, so I come back to that. And I, like, I get these emails and messages from people saying, your work matters, you're amazing, you saved my life, whatever. So I put those all in that one place. And when I feel, you know, down, I go back and I read all that. And it's, like, so that's my why. Like, my why mm, of my work mm, is trying mm, to get messages mm. like that and, and affect change and mm. inspire and encourage. And, like, I find that to be really helpful for me as, like, a reminder that, that I matter.
0: That's your little gratitude bank? That's it,
1: yeah. And right. a lot of people I've talked to have a private version of that, like an, an email, they just save all the emails or yeah. they have a Word document. And I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna put it out there. And no, okay. it's,
0: it was very inspiring. Um, so when, so you started four years ago on yeah. the PhD and yeah. studying happiness and then that mountain moved and now we're, two years ago, 2015, you give a TED talk on long distance love bombs. Yeah. So where did, (laughs) (laughs) because when, when Traver introduced (laughs) that, I was like, the fuck
2: is that?
1: Yeah, you oh, know, here comes
2: some hippy dippy shit. Right, yeah. Gonna, you know. This dude, right. a
1: man bun, telling us to be cool yeah. to each other. Right, yeah, yeah no. great. Yeah. Which, <laughs> like, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to
2: the snack bar. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> I'm
0: putting this podcast down right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah, love. You know, I here.
2: can't <laughs> talk about love. Yeah, yeah, and,
0: and so, but you've turned this into a thing. I'm curious. Yeah. I, I, I just love origin stories. I mean, I just love that. One minute it didn't exist, and a minute later it did exist. What was, tell me that day, that either a conversation with yourself or, or however that came about.
1: Yeah, so, um, so the short story is, uh, that I was in an airport and I was waiting for my flight to board, and I saw this woman talking on the phone, and she was just sobbing and she was crying, mm-hmm. and uh, I just was like, oh shit. And so she put the phone down, and she just sat there by herself, like, crying again, uh, isolated, right? Just no one around her yet, hundreds of people around her. Mm, And I just just felt terrible. And uh, so I took a card out of my wallet. I wrote, it'll be okay, and you will be too. Like, I wrote down the back of the card. I walked over. I gave her this thing. Gave her a little pat on the back. Yeah, I was so nervous. I thought, like, oh, my God. this woman How thinks, random is that, right? This woman's going to think that I'm hitting on her while she's having sure. a breakdown, right? Oh, my right? God. Like, right. um, Here's my digits. You idiot. Yeah, like, <laughs> love the, the sexy cry. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, yeah, so I did that. I got on my flight. Didn't say a word to this to this lady. And then from there, it was like, well, God, you know, I have a lot of time on an airplane. So I just started thinking, you know, what what is going on in this planet where, like, that's okay that we don't express our emotions, that we don't help each other out, that, like, we don't. We don't care. And so I just saw that as, like, a fundamental core problem with many, many things ar- around our society today. And I was like, well, I'm just going to start doing something. So I did. and So I started. So what was the second one? Second what? Love bomb. Oh, I don't remember. But I just thought, like, I'm going to do this more. So at the time, um, I had just started this website because I had written, like, a, a travel book of sorts with a friend of mine. And I'm like, yeah, we've got this book. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have no readers. Like, no one's going to read these things. I have no – like, <laughs> you know, my no dozen footprint. friends and, like, yeah. my mom, you know. So I'm like, oh, we got to start a blog. And I'd had blogs previously. And uh, and uh then it – um and it wasn't called that at that time. or Maybe it was. I don't – anyway, I just started doing this. So I just left notes everywhere I went, like, around town, underneath windshield wipers, at restaurants, like, bus stops. And I just started, like – Writing really cool little inspiring notes. And
0: did you have a branded card that you, you know, you, I've uh, got to make some postcards. I'm going to yeah. put Love Bomb on it and I'm going to yeah. write this thing so people would see that and it becomes a thing.
1: Yeah. I um, Soon after I I did. and But the card was just like, I had my friend design a logo. Sure. It's like this really cool bomb with a heart in it. And then um, the card literally just said long distance love bombs and it had, I think, an email. or It had a website. Right. That was all I had. Right. Like I had nothing. Right. And uh, and then I started making these little prints, like fo- photos that I had taken with my words on top of them, and then I just started um, selling those at a local market in Australia, and um, and then I had a hat that said "Free encouragement, please take one," and it was just a whole bunch of handwritten notes that I'd put in there. Yeah, and um, that's how it started. And like and then yeah, I gave a TED talk. Like I'm traveling around the world. I'm like. I got followers now and fans and shit. I'm being on cool podcasts in Santa Barbara. <laughs> I'm like, what? I, what's happening? I don't. I don't get it. You asked. Yeah, I asked. I'm like, well, I'm gonna just do some shit because I believe in it. Like, my why right. appeared and like, and I'm stubborn and so I just decided to keep trying stuff. So that that it's a,
0: again another common trait, listener, uh, with all these people is persistence and being stubborn and having an idea and hanging in there and doing yeah. it, doing doing the work, burning the calories, right, discipline and all of that. Mm. Um, I I'm going to go back to the writing because I uh, your writing is so good. Um, Thank The you. the TED talk um, the I'm I'm I love alliteration and you're quite good at alliteration. Um, so, so go, uh, I'll make links to all this in the show notes, but you, it was hard for me not to notice that, uh, because that, and you did a really good job of memorizing your talk, but having it yeah. not feel memorized. That's mm-hmm. the other trick to it. Um, I want to vector, stay on writing, but I want to go towards, um, spoken word. Yeah. Uh, I am a, um, I did not know per se about spoken word until, um, um, Kay, sent come on, spit it out. TED Talk, her last name's Kay. Why am Sarah. I Sarah? Sarah, thank you. I yeah. said Sa- Sandra was in my head, and I knew yeah. that was wrong. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah K, TED K. Talk is did her TED Talk and it was just off the hook. Go, I'll, I'll make a yeah. link to that as well. Yeah. Um, and we actually took a workshop with her last summer. Oh, really? That was just I'm envious. Off the hook, great. Yeah. It was at TED Summit. Was it off the hook? <laughs> there was a hook and I was off of it. I love, yeah. there you yeah, go, that's yeah, what I wanted. I wanted you it. to
2: bring it back around where I was like. Exactly. There no, was a hook? I, well, well, no, if,
0: if you think about yourself in life, you're just hooked up on a wall and then sometimes you're off the hook.
2: And Oh, I thought it had to do with the phone. Phones are on hooks? Yeah, the, the, the receiver would have been on the hook or the receiver would have that's been on so the hook. That's so old school. And you would take the phone off the hook, which <sighs> would mean there was a party going on and you didn't want to be bothered. <sighs> And that's why you were, how was last night? It was off the hook, which meant. So th- mm,
0: ladies and gentlemen, that hook. was a wow. live read from Urban Dictionary. Right back, right, <laughs> right.
2: Back to the Urban Dictionary in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Colloquialisms. So spoken
0: word
1: yeah. is
0: like slam poetry. It's, uh, it's, it's a um, more, for me, a more accessible form of um, rap. Right? I think rap is, is in that genre, that same kind of deal. Um, when did you find out, so are, you, why are you laughing at me? Mark
2: Sylvester, you're so much fun to come hang out with and go to work. It's accessible rap. It's, it's, it's more accessible than rap music. To yeah. me. That yeah. the kids are into these <coughs> days. Yeah. the, uh, the words they're speaking so loud. It's just like, I love it. It's great, Mark. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. It, it, it is good. Yeah. yeah. When did you find
0: out that was, you were good at that? You're, oh. like first one. They're, again, back to the origin. It's like that is not a normal thing to do. Spoken word or Ted spoken talks work, or, like this kind of poetry. Like yeah. the, there's one you did. I watched. You said you it was first time you'd done it. It was a video. It was black and white. It was with your buddy. Yeah, that was spectacular. Thank you. I mean, it was really good. Thank you. How hard? How much work did you put into that? Like writing, memorizing, practicing, rehearsing? Because it feels like that was the
1: first time you did it, but it yeah. couldn't have been. <clears throat> yeah. So that piece is called uh, "This Is How I Want to Be Loved." Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. an article that I wrote for a, a website called Thought Catalog. And i found just over the you know the last year or two that a lot of my pieces, when I'm editing them, I say them out loud, and I try to have them oh. flow that way. Because As if you're I, talking. That's right. And I feel like the reader sometimes reads those things. And so I like having really f- funky sentences and wordplay and stuff. And I wrote this piece and I loved it. and you know, I was, like, really proud of it. Right. And I threw it out into the internet ether and it right. just went, poop. Like, nothing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah! Oh. <laughs> like, guys, re- like, no, read this one. Like, this one's really good. And then, and so then, um, and I thought, you know, maybe it's better spoken. Maybe, I, maybe I'll make a video of it or something. And and so then I just set out to memorize it, which is hard. No um, kidding. Yeah. And it's so it's
2: really hard. It's really memorize hard, things. It's really hard. It's good I can it? remember a story. Like if yeah. I had it like I've told this story about this this car accident in front of our house, yeah. like now fifty times. Yeah. And I can tell you every single detail about that.
1: Right. But, but the, it, the the difference is, so like when I wrote that article, like I'll spend five minutes on an adjective. Yeah. And like yeah. two days editing the damn thing. It's like, no, I want it to say exactly what I wanted to say right, right and so right. when you're doing spoken word you can't just like and that's not a slight to you because um, but it's like you know you need to memorize it it has right? to be it has yeah. to be that way and so so I knew my buddy who's a photographic genius named Pete Longworth uh, he was visiting LA he's Australian and he was just coming through town for the night he stayed at my parents house and um and so I'm like all right I'll memorize this thing and maybe Pete and I can shoot a video and um and so he we went up into my dad's like literally exercise room, like moved a stationary bike out of the way, had a shot of tequila, uh, that was <laughs> Pete's, one Pete's idea. Um, and we, we shot this video. Yeah. And it, and it looks cool. And well, the, no, it's, it's the response has good. been ridiculous. Like, right. Like I, that's literally the only video I've made for spoken word poetry. Really? Yeah. No, yeah. it, it, um,
2: I think that you can't think about the fact that anybody's ever going to watch it when you do it. No. Right. Oh no. Like you can't. You can't be like, hey, you know, this is gonna be the thing that stands the test of time. Yeah, like, exactly. In twenty years, people are gonna look at me, yeah. look me up, and this will be what they see. is the like right. Gone with the wind. Right. 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 Exactly.
1: Yeah. So we did. We did a bunch of takes. Uh, so we did one take, and I got it all the way through, and I'm like, sweet, you know, I didn't done. screw up. Let's let's go. One and done. And he's like, no, no, let's try it again. But he's like, he's an artist, right? He's yeah. like, let's try it again with a little more emotion, and I want you to move your hands more, and. I'm like, wait, no, like we're done. Like I did it, <laughs> right? And so, um, so we did a bunch and I'd screw up, you know, I'd, I'd mess up a word and then I'd lose my place. But we didn't do it too much. And then and we got one that was like really good and I saw his eyes and he's just like, yeah, like that's, we're using that one. And I'm like, okay, like I don't know. So here's a trick for
0: you. Yeah. We learned this from uh, Boise and our, our uh, presentation coach. Mm-hmm. Um, when, during rehearsal, as you're rehearsing, yeah. Rehearse the talk, the, the, the piece, mm-hmm. as if you're giving it to a kindergarten class. That's one. Like, how would it be different if you were talking to kindergartners?
2: Right. A lot more cussing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then
0: more. do okay. it. Imagine that you're on a first date, you're 14 years old, you're walking and you can't look at each other because there's no way you would look at each other. Mm -hmm. And you're telling her this story. How would that be? Mm -hmm. Then tell it as if you're in an Italian family where everybody's talking at once and you've got to get your shit across. How would you do it? And the, the idea is you do it in these different personas, these different characters, which help inform what you're talking about. Like in your case, Shakespeare and Love comes to mind because I've read your, the, your love work. Like you did that one, how, it, it was? what's the other site you write for that is, starts with an R? Rebel Society. Yes. Um, it was something about uh, things that women have said to you that uh, changed your life. What was that? Yeah, yeah, like a dozen things women have said that changed my life. Yeah. O- unbelievable. Thanks. Un- unbelievable, and and so, again, I just really responded to all of that. But when you say it as different characters, yeah, completely informs that when you go to do it, it's like some, It's like,
1: oh, now I get it. Now I get it. Just a thought. That's good advice. I'm learning a talk literally right now for <laughs> for a thing in two weeks, so I'll use that.
2: Oh, good. How do you, yeah, when you said, but your memorization is one thing, but so yeah. you just sit there and look at it. But I remember my memorization from seventh grade and it was like really <laughs> brutal, just kind of like stanzas, you know, like like highlighted. And like, How are? what's your, what's your process for like getting something locked into your brain?
1: My, my process is I'm visual and I know that. And so I've printed out the whole talk. I've written the whole talk. I've printed it out and I read it to myself out loud while I'm reading it Mm -hmm. because when I was in high school, one of my teachers said, you know, you can learn it by reading it. You can learn it by hearing it. You can learn it by writing it. And the best is if you do all of those, so your brain kind of just smushes it all together. Um, and so my, my practice is just like repetition, Mm. like my intention Brute force, brute force and like pain in the ass diligence. And so for when I did that Ted talk, My intention was to learn that thing, like the back of my hand, Mm. because I knew that I was terrified. Yeah, of course. And then I was... Scared and then I knew I'm gonna go stand on this red dot. I mean, you know, I've watched so many fucking TED talks. And like, the worst part oh is, when,
2: is when the audience rises up and punches you in the face. Yeah, exactly, right? And you're like, <laughs> Oh great. my god, I'm not
1: wearing pants. But yeah, like, <laughs> uh, I've
2: never seen a TED talk where the person forgot to wear pants. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've never seen them punched right. in the face. Right. Yeah. I've never right. seen them like We edit all that out. Re- well yes. I know, but you're know, like like that's the that's that weird thing of like of like, yeah. what were you so scared of? Like you're right. you're in the most receptive room you could ever be in, full of the the most intelligent people you've ever seen. Yeah. You know. And And they want you to succeed. They want you to succeed. We want you to win. Yeah, they can't wait to hear what it is you have to say. And I mean, it's just like it's like you're you're. This is if you're. It's not like you're in a biker bar, and you're trying to convince <laughs> people to stop riding motorcycles. Like, how, how do you like, know
0: what being in a biker bar? I've
2: is been like. to a biker bar too. I'm just saying, you would never walk in and be like, listen up, everybody! Riding a motorcycle, you're
1: <laughs> making big mistakes." I like to <laughs> do some spoken word poetry. <laughs> right yeah, now. some quick spoken word <laughs> stuff.
2: Yeah. They'd be like, "This is how I can. This is better than rap." Much more
1: accessible. Much more accessible than rap. Accessible than rap. <laughs> yeah, just saying. I um, think though, on that note, a friend of mine who does public speaking said that. He, he flips it from, you know, my performance, how I did. And he, and he pr- tries to project, you know, how much value I can help the audience. And mm. so he says, like, all about that. when he says it's all about how much I can give and how much this will help them, then it's sort of your ego goes down. And well, it's
2: not about you. Yeah. To A,
0: it's Period. forever. Yeah. It is not about you. It's about mm. them.
2: I think about mm. the stand of comics that we talk to periodically, and they talk about, like, audience in that, in that if, if, if the night goes really well, they killed, like I killed. Yeah. But if it goes really bad, I was like, ah, oh, it's, it's that room. It was a really cold room. If it goes bad, it's the audience's fault. If it goes well, then it was all the comedian who did that. You
0: know? yeah. No ego there. No. Um, <laughs> I, so I can add some. I learned how to memorize a talk. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm married to a speaker coach, so I have an unfair competitive advantage. <laughs> However, we have a friend, Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, who is the memory expert. He's like the top guy on the planet on memory. And he's a buddy of ours. Mm-hmm. And he just started a podcast, which I'll link to, which he said, everybody's busy, so he's gonna keep them at 10, 12 minutes long. And he, so he does these little blasts on like, how to memorize a name, how to memorize this, how to memorize that, da-da-da-da. So he just did how to do a talk. And I'll post this in the notes, but what he does was, um, there was, this is from 2,500 years ago, the Greeks, what they did was, um, it's, Cue cards. no, it's place. <laughs> it's, it's all oh, around in the, place. In the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know how they say, well, in the first place, right? That actually goes back 2,500 years because you, we think of things in places. So what he suggests is you, um, take a room that you're very familiar with, your kitchen, your living room, the bedroom, your office, and then look around that room and, in a clockwise order, find five things. Like here, there's Toaster. the door. The refrigerator there's, door. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then you associate a picture with each one of those things I that's relevant. I feel like you're
2: giving away tradecraft. I mean, I think, like, you're really, like... This
0: is why people listen to this show, Patrick, because <laughs> <laughs> they want to learn <laughs> this shit.
2: This is the free, the free, the free <laughs> handout at the end. Yes. You don't have to buy that speaker lesson. Just listen to the show. Yeah,
0: and I I apologize for the language. We just we knew that going in, that it was going to be one of those shows. So we lifted the gate, so... Uh, all of our listeners, please. you can blame me for that. I'm sorry. Was yeah. there
2: was there more to the place thing? I didn't want to interrupt. But. You
0: you, that's how we memorize stuff now, mm. and it works so well. Oh, it's yeah. I'll put this 10 minute thing in mm. there. Uh, now it's not for it's not good for memorizing um, exact word for word. It's when I know here are the 10 beats I've got, mm. and those 10 beats I know I can close my eyes and I can walk around that. That room in my head, and I know exactly, and it it works. It's surprisingly easy the way it works. Mm. What is your? um, We'll we'll end with this one. What is your? So now you've memorized it, and you don't want to come off as feeling memorized, which you Mm. didn't, right? You don't, which is good. Um, How do you let it go and trust that it's in your bones? and that it's just going to flow and however
1: it comes out is how it's going to come out and you're good. I think the short answer would be like trust is a choice, right? And so the only way you can tell if someone is trustworthy is to trust them and see what they do with that. Right? So for me, it's like, I can do the best preparation that I can. I've spent a lot of time on the words. I know exactly what I want to say. I've memorized it. And so then it becomes easy to add on emotion. And to add on myself, like once I have that foundation laid, is how I sort of looked at it, because I I couldn't practice emotion while I was learning the words. Like first I had to learn the words, and then I had to, like, sort of add sprinkles on top of the cake or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, sure. No, that totally makes sense.
0: We, um, I will put a note to that because there's so many different ways to memorize stuff, and that's a big part I think Mm. in business is simple thing is just having your your wrap your elevator pitch or your uber pitch or whatever that is kind of dialed so that you you're not having to make that up so, so what do you do uh uh uh, uh that's why why'd you ask me such a hard question you know you just, <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why we got to open with an interrogation mark yeah. why can't you just ask me about my motorcycle you
0: you've got your cowboy voice i've been but, working uh, on it yeah a, I, <laughs> I know no, it's thanks good. for letting me break it out again. yeah no that's great yeah. i love i love that um jeremy at at the so we're gonna go to long distance there's yeah. a ton of just it was, it was very very good you actually work with people right i mean so you like people who want to develop this more in their life you you work. You do that. Yeah.
1: That's a way. You I do. Yeah. It. I've just started coaching. Co- you like I that? Don't, I don't like the word coaching. I hate the word God, coaching. Yeah, yeah. We should figure out a
2: better word. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It sort of has a stigma attached. People. Um, so I've said like I, I'm a mentor or like pay, people pay me to talk or I'm a tough love liaison is one I came up with. <laughs> tough love liaison. <laughs> yeah. Like mine's um, mine's Sherpa. Sherpa. Yeah. I like that. That works. And so um, Danielle Laporte I've heard says, you know, I just give opinions is what is her form of coaching so so anyway yeah i I just started doing that um only just two months ago because i get the nature of my writing is very open and vulnerable and i talk about a lot of um inspiration encouragement or or darkness that i've gone through and turned into light and people resonate with that and they send me messages and ask questions and tell stories really open-hearted unbelievable messages and um and i i really enjoy the aspect of communication sure um and so um, I've started coaching people. Yeah, and it's been great. It's fun, isn't it's it? It's fun. It really is. You know, it was When you get really the right, the yeah, right yeah. people. So there's sort yeah, of like yeah, yeah. a process where you can go back and forth and say, do you want to do this with me? Do I want to do this with you? And Would it be okay if I told you. you what it's like to work yeah, with me? exactly. That's what it is. Right? I like that. Right? Yeah.
0: Now Susan knows at this point in the show, uh,
2: I like to. I think we owe Susan like a pizza or something. No, I'm sending her a postcard. That's a good idea. Right
0: now, yeah. I'm gonna send her a postcard. Um, except I don't know her address. I just know she's somewhere in Finland. Uh, mm. We get to um, name the show, so we, we put a bow around this episode All and right. give it a name. And you're a, a writer, a clever oh clever guy. But um, I'm not gonna give you any time to think about it. But but right now, what what
1: do we call this show? A whole bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, so around, no, so my, my brand is about making kindness cool. So like that's my go-to sort of answer when I when people say, you know, what's long distance love bomb? I say, I'm I'm trying to make kindness cool, I'm trying to make compassion popular, I'm trying to make people uh, make the world a little bit better than it was yesterday. So that kind of is my umbrella theme. Okay. Everything I try to touch on is I like you know, that in that context. That so.
0: works for me? Yeah.
1: Um th- it, it reminds
0: me of, um, I'm doing another show called Hacking the Red Circle, which is uh, where I talk to TEDx organizers around the world oh, yeah. to find out, like, why do you do what you do? I mean, yeah. why do you spend a thousand hours on this thing, right? Volunteering. Volunteering. Yeah. You not get paid. Right. I mean, you know, right? Yeah. You, you
1: were on the outside yeah. of that. And the, the woman that did our event is unbelievably fantastic. And I think it was a success largely because of the organizer.
0: Oh, completely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, these are superheroes. I'm and just, people don't realize they're volunteering.
0: No, it's all yeah. Yeah. They don't know they're anyway, making I'm, any money. Anyway, I'm hijacking your story. So, no, that's all right. So, um, so TEDx Fargo, um, Greg is. It was just one of those happenstance kind of ways of meeting someone. Mm. But when he introduces two people, says, "Mark, I want you to meet Bob," and Bob wants you and tells you a little thing, and then Bob wants you to meet Mark, tell you a little thing. And then he ends it by saying, "The world will be much better because you two know each
2: other." Oh, that's nice. That's a nice. You know, thing. Just like yeah. Good way to go.
0: Oh man, I just completely s- took that, Greg. Thank you, and uh, I just love that because the word will be better because uh, someone introduced you to Traver, Traver introduced you to me. You're on the show, and look yeah. how that works. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. My
1: absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's been a blast. it was
0: it was really great. We had a fun conversation, and uh, uh, even though I that whole thing about rap, I'm gonna edit that <laughs> out.
2: That's my favorite part. That's going to be the part I play for all of my friends. So
0: can I? my guilty pleasure is listening to Eminem. Oh, is it? Totally.
2: That doesn't surprise me. That
0: either. writing, the writing just you should, knocks you should. me
2: out. Okay, so, so you need to check out Joey Perp. You need to check out Chance the Rapper. You need to check out Kendrick Lamar. And you need to check out uh, Anderson.Pac. Okay. Wow. Can you I add service. two,
1: two uh, talks that you should check out? Yeah. Spoken word poetry guys. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one is called Shane Koyzan. S H A N E. Yeah. Koysan with a K O Y C Z A N. He's yeah. like a, a champion of spoken word. But he gave a TED talk about bullying. Mm. I think it's called To This Day. That is just ridiculous. Oh, nice. It's so good. And the other spoken word that I love, that I've only just watched, is by Buddy Wakefield. Mm, good name. And it's called Convenience Stores. And it is just like, if you want to see just raw, passionate, four minutes um, of just beautiful and, and sorrow-filled, it's amazing. I'm, I yeah. love that. I uh, Thank you so much for that. Those
0: are real mm. treats. I also want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and & Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press. If you're interested in partnering with our podcast, drop us a note to partner at eight oh five connect.com. Patrick, um, how so someone's listened to the end this is a longer show, which I love.
2: Not too long. I'm looking at the numbers. We're, we're, okay. A, we're okay. We're okay. Our we're, numbers are good. Yeah, we're just just over fifty just coming in at over fifty one minutes. <laughs> Past the hour. And how
0: how could our listener help us right now?
2: Uh, as as usual, uh, and you've you've said it now in your head uh, if you've ever listened to the show before. But rate, right, review. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Um, just just like just like those testimonials, just like those kind words, uh, those are the thing that really help direct people towards us uh, when they're trying to make a decision between how they're going to commit uh, their spare time or commit their extra time where they're trying to maximize their learning by picking up a podcast like this one. Uh, if there is somebody out there who is not subscribed, you need to quiz them and find out that they're not and then get them subscribed to the show because uh, we find this to be an important component of everyday life
0: yeah I, I I love the one and I'm actually using this on the other show which is um, with, your, with your friends asked to see their phone yep Look for that purple podcast icon and subscribe them to the show. That's how it's done, <laughs> yep. ladies and gentlemen. It works really, really well. Uh, I would love to hear from you. If you have questions or an idea for a guest, like Traver did, he dropped an, uh, dropped us a note. And uh, that al- that's always a fun surprise. We get to meet new people and expand our, our network and introduce them to you. You can drop me a line at mark at 805connect.com. Thank you so much. We just We love you guys and appreciate all the support. And until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.